Welcome aboard the National Football Show. Your boy, Dan Cilio. Welcome all. I think we may rattle some feathers today a little bit here on your boy, Jalen Hurts. By the way, guys, please hit the like button. You guys have made our show one of the fastest growing shows on YouTube. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. By the way, Xander, keep reminding me, man, that tomorrow we got a special NFL Combine show with John McMullen. We'll go 2 to 4 tomorrow. So we got a special show tomorrow that John and I are going to talk about Eagle needs, the draft, the Combines, some of the players that are in the draft. So we will talk tomorrow, 2 to 4 Eastern time, and we will have you covered wall to wall. So that'll be tomorrow. So keep that on your schedule. Make sure that that is must-see television for you tomorrow. So let me start it out by doing this first. Oh, and by the way, fun time all week long with Barrett Brooks doing the middle. We had such a great time. Trevor, how you doing, brother? Way to go. Trevor's at my old stomping grounds, WQAM. WQAM, way to go, baby. By the way, he's a new producer down there in South Florida. Oh, oh okay. Way to go, dude. Congratulations, Trevor. Congratulations. Len Weiner is a damn good program director. And he knows what he's doing. Guy compared me to Francesa a couple years back. Ask him about it. Okay, so, I mean, congratulations to your brother. And he's going to be handling, I would imagine, some of the stuff with the Miami Hurricane stuff. So, all good, brother. Tyler, thank you so much for coming aboard. If Hertz is under center week one, come September, then I'll believe it. Chris, I'm going to ask you something about that. It's funny, we had a great conversation yesterday and today earlier with Barrett about this and the misinformation that's going on with Howie Roseman. All right, let me start it out by doing this. Xander said this, and you know what? You really have to give Nick Sirianni more credit than what he was given for the season that he had in 2021. Nick Sirianni took a quarterback like Jalen Hurts and took that team to the postseason. That's great coaching. A guy who can't find single coverage, you still got that team to the postseason. And they started out two and five. That's good coaching. In my opinion, the coaching was the difference in the Eagle season last year. I agree with that take. Let me start this out. And, guys, let's be fair about the style of quarterback. And I wrote some styles of quarterbacks down here. And I, I want to throw this at you. Michael Vick, RG3, Lamar Jackson, Cam, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, all the running quarterbacks. What's their ceiling? What's their ceiling? What is their ceiling when you have that style of play? Well, Lamar's been injured the last two years. His production has gone down from his MVP season. RG3, after his Rookie of the Year campaign, was absolutely destroyed by the league because of the style that he had. When Michael Vick's legs went out on him, his arm couldn't carry his football team to winning games. 
Cam Newton, think of this for a second. Cam Newton in 2015 was the MVP of the league. Tom Brady at 44. At 44, with no running style whatsoever. Finished second in the Most Valuable Player Award because of his style of play. Hugh, how you doing, brother? MVP, Chris? My point is this. You got a short shelf life. Jalen Hurts has a short shelf life. He may put an MVP season together. He, he may. It won't last long, though. It never does. I'm taking his style of play, putting him next to the contemporaries and the people that have played in the league. He doesn't have a real long shelf life. And I would say that that's one of the reasons why Baltimore is shuffling their feet right now on getting this contract done. I know that he reps with his mom. That may be an uncomfortable situation, too, for Baltimore. You know, that could be part of why they haven't really struck a deal yet. But think about it, guys. Hey, didn't Jalen Hurts just have an injury at the end of this season? Didn't he have surgery? Guys, did he have surgery at the end of this year? I thought he had surgery on his ankle. Did he? Guys, ankle surgery. As good as you think the kid is, as good of a leader as you think he is, his shelf life for his career is short. Okay? It's short. He is not in any way going to give you what you're looking for if you're going to build your football team around Jalen Hurts. Chris says Hurts lost that burst. Still made it to the playoffs on a bad ankle. I'm not suggesting he's not. No, no, no. Guys, I think you're looking at this wrong. I'm not saying. I'm not saying he's not good. Nobody's saying. I'm saying he won't be around long. No one else is. No one else is. So why build a team around a guy who has a short shelf life? He's not going to. Watch this. He may actually get better as a football player, but the components that make him the football player he is will break down they do with everyone else he's not going to be immune to this well he's built there you think he's built different than cam newton absolutely not if you're the eagles why would you build your football team around a guy who's not going to be around long enough to see what the creation of the team could look like look at lamar jackson since he led the nfl in passing touchdowns Look at the numbers and how it's gone down. Look at the last two years. Kyler Murray injured at the end of this last year, made a business decision during the postseason. This guy made a business decision. Not to slide, not to run. Big pick and Cam is enormous. Jalen's not. 
I'm not building my football team around a guy who's going to be around five years, four years. No way. I'd rather take a free agent. The style of play that Jalen Hurts has does not, does not result in Super Bowls. How about this? Let's do the best guy. Do you know how many? And by the way, just so you know that this is not in any way, any shade on Lamar. How many times did Xander and I, right in our pregame, go like this? That guy, Lamar Jackson, is some player. Hey, I'll tell you what. Josh Allen may have some of this because he plays a lot like Cam. He plays a lot like Cam Newton. Not a real big running back to support what he does when it comes to running with the football. How many times have you seen Josh Allen, the leading scorer, or I should say the leading rusher for the Bills and the leading passer? Can't have that. That style does not produce Super Bowls. Now, does it look like Josh Allen is a different breed and a different type of dude? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then on top of that, I question Kyler Murray's commitment to wanting to be great too. So my point would be, again, this is not about him being a leader, him understanding the position as a coach's kid, him being able to read defenses, him getting better at knowing when to run, not when to run. His body won't hold up. He does. I guess what I'm saying here, Jalen Hurts doesn't have an upside. It's not a Super Bowl upside. And I think the Eagles know that. That's why they're apprehensive to build a team around them. That's why in the comments that you hear from Howie, it's not a firm commitment. Are you kidding me? How do you think Mike Tomlin would have answered that question about the starting quarterback on his football team? You know what he would have said? Don't ask me that question again. It's a dumb question. That's how he'd answered it. I got my guy. He's our guy, and he's our guy for the next 10 years. That's how you answer that question. You don't answer it like this. Jalen Hurts is our guy. Jalen Hurts is our guy for the next decade, and we're going to do everything we can to make that guy successful. Got to evolve into a passer. Watch this big picking. He evolves into a passer, and then his body is broken down like RG3 or Cam or Kyle. Okay? There's no question. He has no upside. But Danny's going to get better. For how long? Two more years? Guy like that getting his ass knocked around in the pocket? All the hits he's going to take running? Come on, guys. And Reyes says RG3 was Shanahan's fault. Why? That was RG3's. That was RG3's style, how the organization handled putting him back on the field because his injury wasn't healed. That is, that is Washington's fault. That is Washington's fault. He wasn't ready to go back onto the field. He got re-injured again. He was never the same, and the whole thing fell apart. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you're dead on. But – the style of play put him in that position. 
Mickey says, yo, Sills, I just got to say you crushing it over at the middle. You guys are amazing chemistry. Mickey, it's easy to talk to one of my brothers, man, you know? Man, we were just talking about stupid stories, man, and getting recruited and <laughs> cars and everything else, man. It's a lot of fun when you get a chance to get – how about this? You know what that was? That was like getting back in the huddle a little bit and going back into a locker room. That's how boys talk, man, when you played at least at that level. It's not so much – and I'm not throwing anything where, look, you're going to be a pro to understand. That's not what I'm talking about. When you're in as many locker rooms as we've been in, that's the kind of stuff that is, man. You, you think we sit around talking about football? We talk about things like that, going to get sandwiches, uh, anything, religion, you know, recruiting trips. Hey, what was the most money you ever got? Uh, hey, hey, Paul, I like it, man. He's a good man. Barrett's a good man. He sent me those pictures last night, too, to uh, Xander and myself. They're at uh, Wells Fargo. I loved it. Plus, I loved more the fact I wish he would have sent me pictures of the food. <laughs> hey, man, thank you so much, Mickey. I appreciate that. Guys, it reminds me, please make sure you hit the um, hit the like button. Thank you so much, man. You and Bear together better than WI, any WIP show. Hey, bro, that ain't that hard. <laughs> Dude, that ain't that hard. Hey, what do you think? <laughs> hey, react. And let me just say this about people in Philadelphia. A trained monkey could be on the air, okay? The fans in that city make those shows move. And it's just who you guys pick, who you like. Guys that get the message across, don't snowflake it, you know? Speak, speak from the heart. Those are the guys that work. That's why guys like Angelo and Howard Eskin have always worked in a city like that. When you get wafflers, nobody likes it. Chicago, too. Boston, same thing. I, I, I did radio in Boston for a year. And it's the same way. Silio, get it right. He was drafted in the third round two years ago, not last year, jackass. Oh, okay. <laughs> see, I, see, some hosts hate that. You, some hosts hate I, I like that. You know why it shows me you're engaged? When people correct me, I like it because it shows me not that didn't happen exactly like that. Andy Reid had more say than you think, Dan, with the Eagles. He had a lot more control of the personnel, and he went out and got McNabb too. Relationship may not. You guys are telling me all that. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Mickey Boston has great sports talk. Because they got great fans there, too. They're as psycho as Philly fans. Chicago as well. Okay? See, South Florida and Los Angeles are like, it's like what's trendy and what's in. If it's not good, they don't give a crap. It's got to be good. Heat are kind of good, so guess what? People kind of care now. Dolphins are fairly good. They kind of care. It's always a football city, though. Miami's a football city. I think it's the craziest thing on the planet that Baseball never, ne never in any way whatsoever, okay, ever really took off. It never took off in South Florida, probably because of the really crappy owner. Hey, W2, you were right. Barrett said that Andy had 
more say in the room than pretty much anybody else in the in, in the building, including Joe Banner. You're you're right. Hey, by the way, I'm not going to sit there and not acknowledge the fact when you say something. Hell, what's a guy easy man who comes on the program all the time? You know what you've done to Xander? Hey, let's go get Matt Corral. <laughs> let's trade up and go get him. Let's go get him. Okay, let's go get this dude. Yeah, okay, right. All right. I don't want to do that. I'm not I'm not doing anything. I'm going to make guys, I'm going to do something here. I'm I'm going to make another pitch to you here in a second. Okay? And Reyes, he's been converted. No, he wants him, dude. He wants him. Hey, thank you, X. I appreciate it. I'm going to do that here in a minute, but I got to – hey, corral the Philly. Let's go. Come on, man. So after hearing Barrett, if you guys heard Barrett and I talking about those comments, that how he made his media people and he made addressing the media at the Combines yesterday, you don't believe him, right? You don't believe him. Okay? You don't believe him. I don't believe him. Matt Ryan, not guaranteed as a starter, according to the GM. He'd be good under the radar pickup to help Hurts. Help Hurts. Matt Ryan would start in Philly. What are you, crazy? Sydney, Matt Ryan would start. Matt Ryan would start in Philadelphia. He ain't sitting behind Jalen Hurts. Wait a minute. You would start? And by the way, thank you. You would start. (laughs) You would start Jalen Hurts over over Matt Ryan. Come on, man. No way. Absolutely no way. He would start in a second. I believe, hey, Xander's saying, are you saying, no, he would be on the bench? He, he, would, he, he would go to the bench? Hurts, too. Okay, Sydney, that'd be great. But like I said, Jalen Hurts doesn't have a ceiling. That's anything I want to build my team around. His style of play is not conducive to it. I'm not building my football team around that style of football. I think Baltimore's in a really tough position. I do, because he's electric, Lamar Jackson. You think you got to pay him, but I'm going three years. I'm not giving five-year contracts out to that kind of style. What's up, Donnie? Should we go get Carr now? It's a good comment. Dan, how do you say no that even they're saying no to to, to uh, Corral, Matt Corral, the kid from Ole Miss? I want proven gold. I don't want a guy that's a lottery ticket. How many picks did he have, too, this year? Was it 15? Seven, eight, nine, something like that? Man, come on. You, When you look at any of these quarterbacks in the draft, you guys really see a game-changing guy, the guy from Nevada, the guy from Liberty. You see game-changer, the guy from Pitt. I, I, I did again. Hey man, I never saw I, I never saw Tom Brady either. Okay, 
had five picks. I bet you three of them were in the Alabama game. <laughs> hey, five picks, guarantee you three were in the Alabama game. And I don't even know that for a fact. You're my idol, Big Sills. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> oh, good, man. Three interceptions versus Bama. Bang. Bada bang, baby. Bada bang. Matt Corral, 18 to 1 TD interception ratio. Easy money, man. You've been you've been pimping this thing. <laughs> Oh, man. Question, Cilio. Who's a better quarterback, Matt Ryan or D Dak Prescott? Um, Matt Ryan. One INT against Bama, three TDs. You got me. Hey, guys, I have to take a time. Wait a minute. Ryan starts and Hurts comes on. Sometimes and gets to show if oh my god, dude, what do you think? You're 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 playing, you're you're playing <laughs> the Citadel, and you're Alabama, and you got the Citadel on your schedule. I never got that. I never scheduled crappy teams like that on our schedule. I didn't want to play against Division Seventeen teams. I never got that with Alabama. Let's play the Citadel or Tennessee Chattanooga. Let's play any of those teams. Helen Keller University, man, I had none of those on our schedules. None of those teams. You, uh, Big Sills would put his hand up to Jimmy and go, not playing this week. I'm not playing against Citadel. <laughs> call, me when, hey, call me when we're playing the Gators or Florida, Florida State or Ohio State. Let me know, man, because Big Sills only does big events. I don't play against the Citadel. And East Mississippi – State Central. <laughs> Look at those stupid teams. Notre, or Notre Dame and now is even putting on. And Alabama puts on the schedule. Oh, I know he does, man. I got to take a timeout. Guys, please hit the like button. I got a guy for you. I got a guy for you. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say. 
We got this. Call Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Show. Your boy Dan Silio. So Washington has made it public that they have contacted every single free agent, any quarterback that potentially could be dealt. They have basically called every team and making it known that this is a place for you to come and play if you're a free agent or you want a new destination or you want a new zip code. They've made it very clear they want a superstar quarterback. What does that mean exactly? Well, Washington's going to push everything in because they know they can win the NFC East and they know they can win the NFC. They know they can. They see it. It's weak. The NFC is nowhere in the conversation like it used to be. There is an opportunity to take complete control of this. Okay? They know this. They know, how about this? They know they're a quarterback and probably a wide receiver away. To some aspects, that's what maybe the Eagles are as well. A quarterback and a wide receiver away to being in the NFC Championship game. Rams won't be the same. Cowboys are going to take steps backwards. Lord knows what's going to happen in Green Bay. We've gone over these scenarios. The Eagles as an organization are trending up. Okay? Smile. Why? They won the division two years ago. They won the division two years ago. Who was quarterback for them? Heineke? Jesus, criminy. Snyder will try for Watson. Absolutely. They'll push everything they can. Because get what? Can I tell you why they're going to go after? Why do you think they're going to go after Deshaun Watson, guys? Why do you think they're going to go after Deshaun? Why do you think? He wants a new stadium. Daniel Snyder has to win ball games. He wants to get out of Landover. He wants to get back closer to downtown D.C. He wants that. He has been starving and dying 
for a brand new stadium, but you can't look for a new stadium when your organization is having issues in the front office, your owner is under investigation, you're not going to go to the public and go, hey, guess what? Here's what we're doing. We need a new building. You're not doing that in a city like Washington, D.C. But if you had a star quarterback in the room winning ball games, you know, I, I've said this before. I've said this before. Do you know, in my opinion, if Eli Manning decides to stay in San Diego instead of wanting that move to go to New York, the Chargers are probably still in San Diego. They would have won championships. They would have been a winning football franchise. And get this, you may have got your new building. You may have got the stadium that you coveted. But because you didn't do anything, you even wasted Phillip Rivers' career. But if Eli Manning delivers a championship in San Diego, San Diego probably still has a football team. Snyder wants Watson for numerous things, not just to win ball games, season tickets. One of the highest areas in the country for African-Americans. Why do I bring that up? Well, the Atlanta Falcons, they use that to sell tickets when Michael Vick was the quarterback of the Falcons. 57% of the season tickets in Atlanta were African-Americans. And they went there to watch Vick play. You see something? The NFL owners don't care what your color is, but they'll use a white guy or a black guy any way they possibly can as long as it moves the cash register. Know that. That's how it works. So they're going to push all their chips in, and you're going to try to tell me you're going to build a team around a guy like James, or, um, Jalen Hurts when the Washington Commanders have Sean Watson and the Cowboys have Dak. Come on, man. You're not in the conversation. You have to pray those other two teams have injury. God forbid the Giants get their crap together and they land a guy. What if the Giants next year land Russell Wilson? They realize Daniel Jones isn't the guy, but they utilize their first-round picks. They reinvent the offensive line. They go into free agent and spend money, which they have. They reboot the O-line. Defensive line's not all that bad with Leonard Williams. Get an edge rusher. Giants get Wilson. Eagles are in last place in the East. As a GM, you've got to see that. You've got to see that. Okay? That's right, X. Billionaires care about only one thing. You see, I've always said this to people too, X. Owners aren't racist. Well, yeah, maybe they are racist towards every other color except green. Maybe they are. Maybe that's a good way of looking at it. You know, they're partial to the greenback, if I could say that. They're, everyone else to them, just dudes. No matter if you're Tom Brady, John Elway, Joe Montana, Dan Marino, Peyton Manning, you're a dude to them.
Because remember something, you're always a working employee. You know what's funny about Aaron Rodgers? You know, you know, you know what Aaron Rodgers is? Aaron Rodgers is a high-priced employee. That's all he is. He's a high-priced employee. That's all he is. He has very little say. By the way, you know what's funny about the whole Rodgers story? Guys, Aaron Rodgers has no destination on what he can do. He has no control. And when you have no control over your own situation, you're an employee. Isn't it funny how the media people have painted, well, Aaron Rodgers can go to Denver. No, Aaron Rodgers, maybe he can go to Philly. No, maybe Aaron Rodgers can go to Miami. No, no, no. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a say in that. He's still got years left on his contract. And quite frankly, what the Packers are going to say to Aaron Rodgers, well, here's your options. You either play here or you retire. And by the way, it doesn't work this way, folks. Some of the media people are lying to you. That if he just sits out a year, he can come back and his contract is expired. You have to play to execute the years in your contract. You just can't sit out. They still have your rights. So they have you. No, but Rodgers can make his – no, he can't. He has no control over his own destination. That's why Russell Wilson and Deshaun kind of do because they have no – they were smart enough with their agents to put no trade in their clause. <laughs> no, W2, I'm not. Big Pickett says, I don't think it gets fixed and easy. Got to have more pieces in place. Got to spend money. How we would be on the phone if – that's right. You think the Packers are going to trade well, – wait a minute now. Would the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers even against his will to Philadelphia? No, because Howie wouldn't put up the three first-rounders because he would need a massive commitment from Aaron Rodgers. And Howie's not going to put three first-rounders up for a 38-year-old guy even though it's Aaron Rodgers. Hey – Aaron Rodgers, the best quarterback in football today. When you want to hear something, he's not worth three first-rounders. No way. 38? No way. <laughs> Here, I'll do this. I'll give you possibly, possibly two first-rounders in Jalen. Okay? Possibly. For 38-year-old guy, I think two is a little rich for me. You would, Chris? You'd give up three first-rounders for a 38-year-old guy who you're not sure would play or is going to play even this year. He's got five more years? Are you sure? If someone else drafts Corral and he becomes a Hall of Fame quarterback, I know everyone will remember this chat. Okay. Birdman, you'd have been right. How about Skip Bayless used to come out on the air going, Ryan Leaf is going to be the best. Peyton Manning, no way. Guy was 0-4 versus Florida. He'll never. And I'm like, dog, really? 0-4 versus Florida. And you're going to tell me you don't think Peyton Manning's going to be an elite quarterback. You saw him, the way he read defenses in college at Tennessee. Because you know why? He was coached and schooled by David Cutcliffe. David Cutcliffe was the offensive coordinator in Tennessee for Phil Fulmer. 
And he just recently, I think, retired from the Duke job where he still may be the Duke head football coach. I don't know if he's still down there. But do you understand that coaches and quarterbacks all go down to Duke just to talk to David Cutcliffe about quarterbacking? Larry, thank you, brother. Thank you. Picks are hit and miss. Rodgers an MVP. Chris, I'm not – for a 38-year-old guy, how many – Jeff George, great arm, 10-cent head. Great arm, 10-cent head. I got and get Eagle fans declaring Hurts the franchise quarterback for the decade. That's the dumbest thing I've heard in years. He ain't no franchise guy, dog. He ain't no franchise guy. Dude, he has no ceiling. Jalen Hurts has no ceiling as a player in the NFL because the style of play doesn't help him have a ceiling. And if that ceiling is good, it won't last. I have documented proof that style has a ceiling to it. You know, I keep people ask me that question all the time. Sills, how good do you think Jalen can get? As far as his body will take him. Well, what does that mean? Style of play doesn't dictate it. All the quarterbacks that I mentioned to you, Vic, Lamar, Cam, RG3, what do their years and careers all end in? Injuries. Look at Cam Newton. Cam Newton looks like a shell-shocked veteran of war because he's been so beat up. Michael Vick, once he lost and was hit on so many times, dude, that guy was just a shell of himself. RG3 lost everything after the injury. Easy money. Again, I hope you understand where I'm coming from here, though. It's not that he doesn't give you a shot. He does give you a shot. But instead of going into building a football team with all bullets in the cylinders, all six, you're going to always know that one of those are going to be a misfire because at the end of it, guess what? It's what it is. That's the style of play. His ceiling, his ceiling could be what he's already done. Do you know that? What you saw today and this last year could be the best that he's ever played. Was that way with RG3? After RG3's rookie year, he his best highlights were in the rearview mirror. They, they weren't forward. Cam's best highlights are in the rearview mirror. Vic's were too. Vic was decent one year in Philly, and after that, they were all rearview highlights. Even when he went to Pittsburgh, you saw sparks of it. Michael Vick had the abilities. He sure did. He was a great football player while it, watch this, while it lasted. Matt says, still, some starting an anti-corral campaign. Eagles shouldn't draft him. Hey, what? so you're going to, hey, watch this. Matt, so you're going to go to another quarterback, another quarterback, Three years, three years, three different dudes. When does it end? Do you know what you look like now when you start doing that? 
I'll throw Xander in this conversation. You know what you start to look like? The Browns. You start to look like the Browns. Joe Thomas is one of the greatest offensive linemen in the history of the National Football League and will go into the Hall of Fame with the worst one-loss record in the history of any player. Look at Joe Thomas's career. I think he what? How many games did he win in the last five years? Three? Four? Something like that? It's crazy. And yet he made all those Pro Bowls. Look at all those great players that they wasted in Cleveland because they couldn't figure out the quarterback position. Okay? Got to figure it out. Guys, listen. I have a guy that I think you might be interested in. Okay? I have a guy you might be interested in. Please hit the like button. We got so much more to hit on. Don't forget tomorrow, too, guys. We are going to be on 2-4 to four with John McMullen. We're going to talk draft, combines. I want to talk a little bit about the combines, too. And we will talk about potential free agency. Hit that like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
Welcome back. National Football Show, your boy, Big Shills. Tomorrow, 4 to 6, we're going to combine the two shows, the middle and the National Football Show with John McMullen. So that's kind of what we're doing tomorrow. We will do all of that together, he and I. and We'll talk a little bit about the draft. We'll talk about free agency. We will talk combines are going on right now. I'm watching the quarterbacks right now throw. I'm also watching tight ends right now, too. That could be a position, potentially, that the Eagles maybe want to get some depth in. All right, guys, please hit the like button. Um, let me throw this at you here. You think Jalen Hurts is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston? You think he's better? He don't have more upside than Jameis. He's 28 years old, too. Okay. Maniac Seals, what type of hair gel? Vitalis, baby. Only Italians use Vitalis. Hugh, X, Sydney, Anthony, Sydney, Maniac says he's better. That, Chris, is the problem. But I'm going to show you something here with better coaching. Larry, I love, that's my boy. One of my dearest friends, Leroy Selman, God rest his soul. One of my dearest friends. <laughs> is that a blend of Viagra and Cialis Hills? No, no, no. It's an old school East Coast. See, you wouldn't know, Maniac, because you're not an old school Italian East Coast guy like Big Sills. I like the hair looking the way I do. How you doing? All right. Jameis Winston, when he got decent coaching, had a better quarterback rating than Tom Brady did. Saints were five and two. It's almost like Ryan Tannehill when Ryan Tannehill went to Tennessee. Got better coaching. Mitchell Trubisky goes up to Buffalo, gets better coaching. Why wouldn't better coaching, instead of having that no-risk-it, no biscuit mentality that Bruce Arians had. Even Bruce Arians would have to probably think that that style of play, okay, right, has maybe been tempered by what Brady has shown him and maybe influenced him that throwing the ball down the field creates turnovers. The underneath pass is how Brady – do, do we all agree? The slot pass and the check down. Helped Tom Brady win seven Super Bowls. Isn't that funny? When people talk to me about big arms, hey, got to have a big arm. Why, Brady's a check down guy through the slot position. Tight end. Never really had a deep threat guy at any time in his career when he won a Super Bowl. Right? Never. Slants, right, Chris? Brady should have that on a hat. Thank you, slant pass. Just running the slant. Running the slant. Block released. Tied in. Over the top. Tremendous talent in Gronk. Right? Never won a Super Bowl with Randy Moss, Matt. 
Not one of those championships did he have a Hall of Fame wide receiver. Not one. Not one. Unless you think Edelman and Amendola and Deion Branch and them dudes are Hall of Famers, we could have a different debate. Brady never had the talent that Peyton Manning did. Peyton Manning had Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison and Dallas Clark and a Hall of Fame running back. <laughs> I mean, right? And he wins one Super Bowl in Indianapolis. Can you imagine if Tom Brady had Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison and Dallas Clark? Well, he didn't need the tight ends because they had the best tight end to ever live. Right? Pasquale, thank you. Skill's the key, that's right. Being able to see it and understand it. Jameis Winston's a better quarterback. I know you hate to say it, than what you have in Philly. Let's do this. I'm going to show you the market for Jameis Winston. Do you think Jameis Winston could start with the Giants? Yes. Panthers. Saints. <coughs> Dolphins. Bucks. Jets. Bears. Lions. Colts. Titans? My point is, I just did off the top of my head. One, two, three. Eagles. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I just gave you 10 teams that Winston could start on today. Led the NFL in passing yards. Agreed. Interceptions as well. Pass attempts. I think it was like 650 or some crazy number. Denver. Absolutely, dude. The market. He's the number one guy. Should how we look at him. You think Howie Roseman should look at Jameis Winston? Yes or no? Or do you want to draft Matt Corral? Jameis Winston, a guy who threw for 5,000 yards. Or Matt Corral. And Jameis is 28. Do you want Matt Corral? Rookie quarterback. Set us back three more years. And that'll mean this. Since 2017, you can add on. The next time you're relevant will be 2026. Nine years since you won your Super Bowl. I would think you'd want to not be average. Gardner. Power to Gardner. No rookies. Bring in Winston. Let him compete. Okay. You still got Jalen on that deal. A couple more years, too. 1.2 million bucks. He'd be able to handle it. He could handle it. It's not like you got Carson Wentz there. Oh, and by the way, you put Jameis Winston on that Eagle team, you're going to get free agent wide receivers go like this. I don't know if we're going to win games, but I know this. This dude likes throwing it deep. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and if you're Odell Beckham, 
Let me go get some of that Philly juice. This guy, Jameis Winston, man, threw for 5,100 yards one year. That's not a – hey, one of the few quarterbacks in NFL history to throw for 5,000 yards, and he's on the open market. It'll probably cost you $20 bucks. Oh, and by the way, you're under the cap. Okay? Come on, maniac. McCown, McCown and Winston, not in a room. Carr over Winston? Of course. Come on. Derek Carr's the leader. But I have to give up first-round drafts? I don't have to give up anything for Winston except money. Maybe that's the problem here. Get this. With Winston, you don't have to give up draft choices. You have all your picks for a guy who threw 5,000 yards. How about this? Okay, you're right, Pickin'. He's Brett Favre. Okay. And? And? You know, this guy, Winston, he reminds me too much of Brett Favre. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Shit. Okay. How about Jameis Winston to Devontae Smith? Devontae Smith would have 1,500 yards. You don't have to give up any draft picks. You get your edge rushers. Your hybrid linebacker. McDuffie with 15. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Xander says that Devontae Smith is getting 1,500 yards with the OK Corral. <laughs> with Cracker Barrel. <laughs> oh, man. That's my new name, the OK Corral. OK. <laughs> hey, do you want Matt Corral? OK. Oh, man, what a – no interest in that. I want the guy who's the gunslinger now. Give me that dude, man. I'll take him. And Nick Sirianni's coaching, if you could coach Jalen Hurts to an alternate Pro Bowl spot and you get the Eagles into the postseason after you were 2-5, and five, I'd like to see this guy – oh, by the way, Nick Sirianni also coached Andrew Luck, Phillip Rivers, okay, Jacoby Brissett, Okay. Oh, and the greatness of Jalen. Woo! Woo! But you guys want Matt Corral. Is that his name? Kid from Ole Miss. He was coached by a great offensive guy. Lane Kiffin's a hell of a coordinator. He 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 is really a great play designer, too. He's just not a very good – you know what? I'll take that back. Maybe he's better today. And maybe being at um, – was I, I think it was FAU. I think he learned a little bit more about being humbled instead of being at places like Tennessee or USC where you have people knocking on the door wanting to get in. You know what I mean? Those are places you knock on the door and want to get in. 
Tennessee and USC, those are premier programs, premier facilities. And when you go to a place like FAU, <laughs> you know you're kind of being spanked and punished and humbled a little bit. That's why when he gets this Ole Miss job and he does the job that he did there at Ole Miss, that's why he's now making $7.5 million and why they kept him in the building. Miami thought of hiring him, but they went with the sure thing with Mario. Draft how? Trade Hurts in the second. He's what he is. Stacy, he is. I'll tell you something, Stacy. One thing about Jalen, Jalen Hurts is still a second-round draft choice. Birdman says Pickett is trash and going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere near the kid. Birdman says Hurts only has two years left. His agent is going to want $30 million. <laughs> Okay, Watch this. See you, guy. You think Jalen Hurts is going to get $30 million? The, the Eagles would be the only idiots to pay that. If you put Jalen Hurts on the open market right now, what do you think his salary would be if he was a free agent right now? Honestly, what do you think he would command on the open market? Got it. By the way, let's be fair. Got a team to the postseason. Um, Pro Bowl alternate. Was a pretty high pick. Check around. $22 million. No, no, no. Pick it, pick it as tiny hands like Joe Burrow. Just so you know, that really doesn't matter. 15 to 20x. 27? No, I'm with Tyler and everyone else. I think between like 12, 15, possibly 20. The guy's like $30 million. I'll pass. I'll start Gardner Minshew before I do that. Anthony says 17. Hey, I was an alternate pro bowler. <laughs> there it is, right there in the back. My pro bowl sheet. I was an alternate pro bowler. <laughs> alternate pro bowl? What is that? Oh, he was on the list. What's this? No starting quarterback. Gets under 20. Well, you got a quarterback who's kind of like a running running back throwing the ball. Look, look, wait a minute. Here, I'm a Pro Bowl alternate. See? Here's the ballot. I got a few votes. I'm a Pro Bowl alternate too. Big Sills. Look at this. Was Jerome on there? Oh, look at that, man. How about that? Jimmy Johnson's both defensive tackles are on the Pro Bowl list. These are Pro Bowl alternates. Yeah, that's a Pro Bowl alternate. This is a sheet. Damn, Jalen, he's a Pro Bowl alternate. Yeah, me too. <laughs> hey, me too. Big Sills too. I'm a Pro Bowl alternate. So was... Jerome, Kevin Clark, or Ken Clark, Mike Pitts, God rest his soul, Michael Carter, Randy White, Danny Noonan, Tony Casillas, 
Tim Newton, that's Nate's brother, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> He's a Pro Bowl alternate. <laughs> Don't mess with Johnny Mac Mafia. No, I've already found that out. He, he, he's, he's plugged me in very well. Has my friend Xander. Hey, get him on. Hey, get him on. Okay, I see why now. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Zorro, come on, man. Show some respect here. Show some respect here, man. What are you kidding? Hey, all right, let's talk about Derek Carr. By the way, my friend Jason Cole is at or was at the Combines, and he's back. I think he's going back again, and we will talk with him a little offseason here. We're getting closer to the start of free agency here, too. We got another week of that. Right after the Combines, the free agency starts to kick up. Deshaun Watson, there's a, there's a story out on him. Not good news in San Francisco with Jimmy Garoppolo. Do me a favor, guys. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
Huntress. All right. <laughs> oh, man. See, that doesn't right. Guys, know this. Only East Coast people can talk to East Coast people like that. You know that. What did he say? Oh, my God. He's a racist. <laughs> Chris, you're a racist. Wait, because I'm Italian? You're calling me a greaser? How dare you? You see, this is what's wrong. You know, I don't know why I'm acting like that when I'm acting like that. I, 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 st I still don't know, you know, why, why I went with that creepy and weird, like, you know, conversation there. Why am I such a, what? like, like, do you know, do snowflakes talk like that? I don't know. I want the new green deal. Oh, hey, admissions. I can't have admissions. Yeah, but my gas is six bucks. But so, plug your car in. My car don't plug in. It's a Hummer. You have, you have a Hummer? Hey, let me tell you a quick story here, man. By the way, Jason Cole, bottom of the hour, we'll talk and as we do each and every single week, our NFL Hall of Fame insider. So I show up to Philly, or excuse me, I show up to uh, San Diego. You're going to dig this. I get my Hummer out here. Thank you very much, too, just so you know. Thank I love saying Hummer on the air. Probably the only time on the planet Big Seals could say Hummer on the air. And everyone knows it's a car. I don't. <laughs> right? So my wife and I and kid are driving around downtown. We got the Hummer going. And uh, I pull up to an intersection. And this dude, man, I don't know. He, 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 he looked like a guy right out of the pages of Haight-Ashbury up in San Francisco. Right? No, it's Canary Yellow, Q. It's Canary Yellow. By the way, Chris, it's a GM product. Buy America. Guarantee. You probably have some fascist foreign car. Big Seals buys American, man, even though I've had every other car on the planet. <laughs> okay? This guy looks at me, man. I pull up to the intersection. He turns and looks at my car, and he does this. Watch. He's walking like this, and he goes. I'm behind the wheel with my family in the car. We just came to. We just came to San Diego. Dodge Charger. That's dope, though. Great engine, man. Whoo, that thing can roll. I'm like, look, look. Here's a guy. We we pull up to the intersection. What is this? What is this? I'm behind the wheel, going, hey, nobody do anything. <laughs> My wife's like, you think he's gonna do anything? I go. Well, he ain't going to go too far because I'll run his ass over. <laughs> hey, I was like this. This dude comes any way near me. I'm going to show you why this baby's a four-wheeler. <laughs> so I'm looking at this guy. Don't you know? This is what's wrong in the world here. Cars like this. I'm like, bro, I just came down looking for Petco Park. I wanted to show my family what a cool ballpark it is. <laughs> He's like... I mean, really, guy? Nobody in San Diego drives a Hummer. Yeah, okay, yeah. 
drive on my Mary. My wife looked over at me and went, man, I think you're going to have a little. Chris had to ran his ass over in a second. And get this. would have took I would have took my kid and my wife to Carvel right after and had sprinkles on my vanilla ice cream cone and not thought 10 seconds of it. Hey, what happened to that guy at the intersection? I don't know. There was a guy at the intersection. <laughs> yeah, some guy was hollering at me, and I don't remember anything else. All I remember, there was a huge speed bump there. No, you ran the guy over. Oh, oh no. <laughs> he must have ducked. <laughs> hey, hey, Chris, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Okay, I, I, I'd rather have a rickshaw. Okay, and no, I did not. Hugh buy that thing brand new. No, no way on the planet. No. Get this. It's a 2004, and I love it so much. And it's only got 150,000 miles on it still. Yeah. So I've got that baby still with 150,000 miles. And it's pretty good. And it's it's, it's probably my favorite. It's probably my favorite uh, car I've ever owned. And I've owned them all except the Ferrari. That's the only car I haven't, I haven't owned was a Ferrari. And I, a Bucati, of course. Oh, you guys saw the red vet. Xander, you still have that picture? Here's Big Sills' first car. My, my red Corvette that I had when I was at the University of Miami. I had a, my, my very first car was a red Corvette that one of the alumni helped me get. And I posted it earlier. When we were talking with Barrett, I told Barrett, Barrett goes, I got a scooter. And there's Big Sills. There's the vet. Right there. <laughs> hey, and parked in the University of Miami parking lot. Right there, baby. Big Sills. <laughs> yeah, that's Big Sills' senior year at UM. How you doing? How you doing, baby? Right there in the parking lot. I got that bad puppy for a dollar a month. You doing? <laughs> oh yeah, I had that car for a dollar a month. A uh, man, my, my hey, when when Jimmy saw me in that car though, man, you mother, what the hell are you doing? You know they're on our ass. You know that they're always looking at us. Hell, they think we cheated to get you in school. That I'll leave alone. Hey, get this. You guys remember running back by the name of Cleveland Gary? No, 87, Chris. You guys remember a guy named Cleveland Gary? He was drafted in the first round by the Rams. And he played at Miami. So he and I transfer. Okay, hey. So he and I, I, I won't tell you too much of the particulars on it. Okay. Hold on, hold on, guy. Hold on. What do you mean took a bag? <laughs> What's that mean? You remember Cleveland Gary? He's a good back, right? First round back. He was pretty productive, man. Anyway, so all of a sudden, he transfers from Georgia. He was the feature back at Georgia for Jim Dolan. Jim Dolan took over, and, he, I mean, he, he, he was supposed to be, like, the next guy. They were supposed to win a national championship. And he was really great. So then they get me. So me 
and Cleveland Gary are transferring into Miami. We sat down for the end with the NCAA. Okay. For three hours apiece. How did Miami get you here? I'm not going to tell the true story. I can't. I won't. Okay. But I will say this. Dan, how'd you get to Miami? Oh, well, my boy, my cousin, he's not really my cousin, but we call each other cousins. Dave Pizzuli played at Cleveland. He played with Bernie. He says, hey, man, my boy's looking for a team. He wants to leave Maryland. He goes, you should go to Miami. And I had signed a scholarship to go to play at Oklahoma. I've posted the scholarship before. My my scholarship I had at Oklahoma, I was going to play at OU. And I got to meet this guy, Jimmy Johnson. So I meet Jimmy and I go, hey, you know, my grades at Maryland were not anything to sneeze. I don't know, man. Well, there I was. I was in Miami. (laughs) There I was. I said, hey, man, my folks can't pay you know, to send me to a $60,000 a year school. There I was, housing. <laughs> there I was with my food card. How'd I get this? It's okay, it's a food card. I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, who, where are these plane tickets from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There was a lot of I don't knows at UM. How do I get this? I don't, I don't know. I'd show up in my bedroom. There'd be five plane tickets. For the next, like, weekends, I wanted to go home. And I'm looking at him on my bed, and I look over at Donnie Ellis, my DB, who was my roommate, and I go, Donnie, where the hell these come from? He goes, there's an envelope that came for you. Oh, I got one, too. <laughs> and I was like, what? What? what is this? He goes, oh, yeah, well, you know, they must think something of you. I was like this. What's that mean? They go, well, you know, if they think something of you, then, you know, the alumni people around here are crazy. They were. The alumni people at the University of you know what's funny? The University of Florida got a bad rap because the entire time that I played against them, they were on probation, and they were spectacular. One year we played them, they beat the pants off us, and we won the national title that year. They beat us 28 to 3. Biggest ass beaten in the time I was there at UM. 28 to beat the pants off us. Wilbur Marshall was on that team. I mean, they just floored us. Get this they had Neil Anderson, Lorenzo Hampton, and John L. Williams. All three running backs were first round running backs. They had David Williams and Lomas Brown and Crawford Kerr. All these guys were drafted in the first two rounds in the NFL. That's old lineman. They beat the piss out of us. And those guys were on probation. And it was a shame because some of the stuff that was going on at all the schools, especially in the South, we were all independent except Florida. Florida was an SEC team. But Miami was independent. We didn't have to tell you what we were doing. Now that because they're in the ACC, Everything's got to be a little bit more out in the open. Miami is still a private institution. But, I mean, they they didn't say anything. I mean, we got per diem money on weekends where a lot of kids didn't get per diem money. They were telling people, yeah, you know, we don't. In the offseason, we'll just give the kids money. Just give us $200 for, for food on the weekends. 
you're only supposed to give like 48 bucks or something like that. Then you get train table on Sunday. Hey, right back there, Birdman. There's two of them. There's two of them. Yeah, fun time, dude. Best time of my life was 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 at the University of Miami. Outside of my family right now, that's the second best time of my life. Oh, and of course, talking to you guys. <laughs> hey, it is though, man. It's it is a highlight. And again, I want to thank you guys. Please hit the like button. Jason Cole will bo- uh, will will bother us at the bottom of the hour. We'll go there. And don't forget tomorrow, two to four, John McMullen and I are going to be doing a very special draft combine free agency show. That'll be tomorrow from 2 to 4 Eastern time. So I hope you'll join us there as well. All right. Derek Carr. What do you guys make of Derek Carr? Is he elite? Is he is he is he elite? Dude, spaghetti sauce, bro. Are you crazy? Gravy. That's made with meat and stuff, like, right? Right? <laughs> gravy. What's gravy? Isn't that stuff brown? I thought I thought gravy was brown. He's not. Mad Hatter, you don't think Derek Carr's elite. Hey, maniac, right? <laughs> gravy. That's that stuff you put on, like, chicken fried steak and eggs and such, right? <laughs> T- tomato gravy. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> Too much up and down? How about the chaos, William, that he handled this year between Gruden, the player killing someone, all the other stuff that was going on this year? The coach was in all kinds of trouble. The general manager ended up getting fired. Still put the team in the postseason. White gravy. <laughs> oh, man. Car digs deep for the prize. Man, that's a great comment, Hugh. Good for you. Give that guy a merit badge. Dude, I love that. Car digs deep for the prize. How many times in life you have to dig deep for the prize, right? Yeah, gravy for mashed potatoes. <laughs> right, gravy's mashed potatoes, homeboy. <laughs> That's right, gravy. So yeah, you can always tell folks that don't have really good sauce. Hey, man, try my uh, my Italian gravy. Yeah, no, it's okay. That ain't working for me. As soon as, hey, hey, Sills, man, my mom makes the best gravy. I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Take your word for it, but I'm betting not. I'm betting not. I don't think you've really ever had also true Italian meatballs. Here, day-old bread, Italian bread, put it in water. Get your hamburger, parsley, one egg, okay? Mozzarella cheese or Parmesan, excuse me pepper take it all
Then you fry them. Not too much. You fry them. Garlic, yes. Garlic, Chris, thank you. I'm sure I'm surprised my aunt hasn't texted me. You forgot the garlic. Garlic in there. Fry them. Then you put the sauce on the stove. Low, low flame. Let it boil up a little bit. Let the sauce start cooking up in there. Sit it on there for about three and a half hours, four hours. Let the baby sit on there for a while. Don't let it bubble because then you're burning the sauce. Okay? Onions, absolutely not. My folks put them in there, though. My wife, I tell her not to, but she sneaks them in. So she, they, My grandma used to grind them up because I hate onions. Okay? After above five hours, you take your meatballs, put them in the sauce. Keep it at that low flame. Okay? Mm. My wife, when she first went to my grandma's house, okay, she had never eaten these things. And my grandma, (laughs) God bless her, man. My grandma, you, you remember the old hair nets? Remember the old hairnets when you get in the shower, you don't want to get your hair wet, and then ladies wear these things. My grandma used to have those, those hairnets. So she had a pack of them in the house. So how she would keep her meatballs fresh, she'd get a little bowl. She would get those, um, those shower caps, and she would put it over the bowl, and she put them in the refrigerator. My God Almighty, these things were like crack. You were addicted to them like crack. My aunt makes a great meatball, too, in sauce. Three best chicks I've ever seen in my life. My grandma, my aunt, who's my godmother, and my wife. Spectacular sauce. Spectacular meatballs. My grandmother wouldn't tell my wife exactly how to make the meatballs right away. They forgot. She forgot to tell her the egg. She don't want me to like my wife's meatballs more than hers. No, no one ever likes. My grandmother was the Italian version of Betty Crocker. When she died, the greatest cook on the planet, Italian-wise, died. Unbelievable. There wasn't anything she couldn't make. Stuffed artichokes, stuffed lobsters, casino clams, scoongeal, fish, grouper, filet, um, flounder. Oh, my God. It was stupid great. I like angel hair pasta. And, and know this. Guys, I'm going to hook you up on one thing. On sauce. Know this. If you get your sauce and you put it on your plate and you see it running, that means they didn't cook it long enough. I hate runny sauce. Hate it. Too much moisture in there. They didn't cook the moisture out of the sauce. My grandma was notoriously awesome at that. That she put the spaghetti on the plate, zero condensation, zero water. Like your, you know how you see your spaghetti sometimes swimming in like water. Where'd the water come from? It's because they didn't cook, they didn't cook the condensation out of the sauce. Peppers too, dude. My grandfather used to have the hottest peppers on the planet hanging in his basement. You couldn't touch them; they were so hot. Um, parmesan and sugar. Okay, balance it. Yes, yes, man. It balances right from you know being too aesthetic. With the sauce, right. Absolutely. Calms down the sauce a little bit with that. 
Yeah, it calms it down. Holy cow, I just showed you how I make meatballs. Dude, meatballs are a big deal in our house, man. Hey, Italian sauce. See, you know there's certain things that could trigger me off. Don't talk to me about great sauces or meatballs because, okay, great. I'm so – hey, my wife, thank God she's not here. Her stupid mother made these meatballs and this Italian sauce – and it had the Italian clumps of, like, the tomato in it. And I was like this. Jesus, gravity, I got to eat this shit. <laughs> and my wife looked over at me, and she had eaten my grandmother's. And she just goes, eat it. And I go, oh. She goes, listen, I know that, you know, you say your grandmother's. And I go, <laughs> I mean, it's, it wasn't, it's, like, not even close. So here I am. Watch this. And I don't. I don't eat spaghetti unless it's my aunt's, my grandmother's, or my wife's. I will refuse. I'm like, no, nah, it's not happening. So she goes, try it. I'm like, she was my girlfriend at the time, so I had to. <laughs> Plus, my wife's, wife's a smoke machine. So I go, like, yeah, Big Sills marries the palm, the palm cream, okay? I marry the palm, you know, you bet. The prom queen, Big Sills got it. So. Eat it. I eat this meatball. I'm like, it's like a rolled up hamburger. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's like I'm chewing gum. It's wonderful. What do you think of the sauce? Oh, it's great. My wife looked over at me. She goes, thank you for finishing your plate. I go, oh, worst plate of spaghetti I've ever eaten in my life. Don't ever. I'd rather eat ragu. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather eat ragu. And I looked over at my wife. I go, you're lucky you're hot. <laughs> you see the things I say when she's not around? You're lucky you're hot. I said that to her, too. I go, she looked at me. She's like, you're a jackass. I said, you're lucky you're hot. <laughs> All right, man. Let's put this baby back on the train again and put it back on the tracks. Hey, we'll talk again a little bit more what's going on at the Combines, a little bit more also what the Combines mean and how much of an influence it has on some of these front offices. We'll reset that trend here with, with what Howie Roseman does and how he's out there with all that misinformation. I know, man, I had to eat the meatballs and I had to eat the sauce. It was terrible. But, hey, you know, when you're looking at a smoke machine and a prom queen, men will do anything. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears.
Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back to the Food Channel. National Football Show, Big Sales. Jason Cole right around the corner, our Pro Football Hall of Fame insider. Great book he's got out on John Elway. We'll talk to him here in a second. Yes, my my. Hey, to close up that story, my my wife's mom goes, "Hey, do you want some gravy on your um on your sausages? I eat those things too." I said, "No, I want gravy on my my stuffing." <laughs> and she's like, "What do you mean?" I said, "That's all right, you know." It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Some people think they're Italian. And then you go, hey, I was at the Olive Garden last night. Come on, Sills. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, man. Let's bring our friend Jason Cole in here. It is now the land of misinformation time. Yes. There's nothing real. Nothing yes. real. Oh, I am. Jason Cole is. Yes. Okay, so Mr. Truth Teller, the Dolphins say they're out of the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Are you believing them? Uh, yeah, I am believing them because really? they would have. Because um, I know Chris Greer wouldn't do that um, as obviously as he did um, if he was holding that back because I think he realizes that would be used against him someday. Um, I would also submit this. Look, they got, they got rid of Flores who desperately wanted Deshaun Watson. And one of their disagreements was about Deshaun Watson. So, you know, they, <laughs> I have a hard time believing they're going to go back to that. Well, at this point in time, now maybe I'm wrong, but that one I take is legit. That one, that one I believe. Now, yeah, look, everything has to do with price. 
um, are, you know, if all of a sudden the, the price of Deshaun Watson comes down to two first round picks, then you just jump on it and you do it, right? And you say, look, I didn't expect the price to be there. I expected the price to be, you know, you know, three or four first round picks, right? Yeah. Um, and I, and yeah, that can sway your mind, but, you know, I, I, I take the Dolphins at their word on this one. Like you don't be that definitive publicly. Um, you play that game privately if you're doing that. Here, let me let me let me show you something else too here that happened at the combines yesterday with Howie Roseman. So I want to show you what a lawyer's answer is here. So, like Howie Roseman was asked a question and pressed on Deshaun Watson. And his answer was, We have Jalen Hurts. You're not answering the question. Duh, we know you have Jalen Hurts. They want Deshaun Watson. Just cut through all the crap with it, Howie. He's not gonna end, but he's not gonna answer. That's that's Howie. Howie just like he but then Jason, how, you turn around and you watch Frank Reich and um Chris Ballard, and they're they're addressed a, a question about Carson Wentz. They went like this. We're not sure yet what's going on. You know, we like the kid. He's really a nice guy, but we're not sure he's our future. Well, which is also, that will be determined. Also, that's a truthful that's, answer. That's a truthful answer. Although the evaluation, when you say something like the evaluation process is ongoing, come on, it's over. Come on. <laughs> you, you know, at the end of the season, it's been two months since the season ended, right? It's over. You, you had enough time. Well, I mean, you you may be in a situation where you have to go back to Carson once for another year. You you might have to do that because there's nothing better. Like this is this is a, a this is a bear market for for quarterbacks if you're holding one, right? Like you know, as much as I think Houston has bungled the Deshaun Watson situation by continuing to make it an eyesore on their on their franchise. One thing that you can say is his value has not decreased. It has only increased pending whatever happens to him legally, right? Like he's still going to be worth three or four first round picks, especially now with, you know, Brady retiring and all these other guys and Roethlisberger retiring and the draft being crap. It's just, this is a, this is a terrible draft for quarterbacks, particularly if you're hoping that one can play in year one. I'm not even talking about being good in year one. I'm talking about playing in year one. I agree. Because so so if you're holding Deshaun Watson, yeah, you're you're in a good you're in a good situation. You just have to tolerate, you have to have very thick skin on the other side of it. So yeah, I the Carson Wentz thing, I, I call out some of that, but they are also not making it clear that oh Wentz is our guy going forward, which Howie is trying to sell. Jalen Hurts as their answer, and he, he's not. Just you know, that, that's just not that, that truth. I want to ask you what you think about Jameis Winston. I want to show you something here. He was five and two last year with Sean Payton coaching him. He had a higher mm -hmm. quarterback rating by the time he got injured than Tom Brady did. I'm not suggesting to you that this guy <laughs> is the end all. Wait, but but he did throw for five thousand yards. One of the very few quarterbacks. That has ever done that in NFL history at 30 and 17,000 interceptions. I get it. I get it. But we were just talking about the market and yeah. where he oh. is. And I, at this point to you, how he rose, Jameis is better than what you got in Philly. <laughs> oh, better. trust me. Look, Jameis Winston deserves to get paid. Don't, don't get me wrong about that. Uh, Jameis Winston deserves a, a shot. 
you know, you still got some things you got to prove to me that you know, you're going to be more careful with the ball and you're not going to go back to being sloppy with it. And I'm going to be hard, really hard on you. Like, I want if I get that guy, I'm going to coach him really hard. I also, but I also think that some of them is going to want to stay in, in New Orleans despite the coaching change, you know, if they, if they maintain some of the weapons, you know, we'll see about that. I mean, he's, he's close to home. You know, that may work for him a little bit better than being in Tampa and being a place where he was. Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara would make me want to stay. Yeah. Right. That's potential. I mean, there's some potential, but I do at the end of the day, they are 48 million over the cap. Look, there's a lot of problems there. Trust me. There's a lot of problems. Um, And so, at the end of the day, he's going to be on the open market. He's going to be worth a lot. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get a lot of money when you know when he's healthy, or after somebody takes a look and to make sure that he's going to be healthy. Um, yeah, the, you know, I talked to a GM who's going to, who said you know Garoppolo is going to make thirty plus million. If he's going to make thirty plus million, I mean, Jameis is worth twenty plus million. Absolutely, and, and, right. and, and twenty thousand yards, and he's twenty eight. Right. Yeah, the your only the only thing that you have to resolve in your mind on Jameis Winston, and to a certain extent, it's Jimmy Garoppolo too, because they're basically the same guy. In a lot turnover of machines. Yeah, they're well. You know, Garoppolo is not as bad a turnover machine, but he is a turnover machine in critical situations, and that that's tough. Jameis is a Jameis is a turnover machine all the time when he's at his worst. He, and, he even when he was at Florida State. He he was a turnover guy, even when he was playing there with yeah. Jimbo Fisher. Sloppy so, with the ball, sloppy with yeah. the football. I want to I want to throw something at you, and you tell me if you subscribe to it or not. When it comes to style of playing, when you're talking about building a football team, and you know I've been talking to you the last couple of weeks about Jalen Hurts and how the Eagles are going to go about constructing that run style offense with a running quarterback. I want to throw these names at you: Vic, Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton, and RG three. I'm going to ask you here, what do you think? Let's say Vic, Vic, Lamar Jackson. Vic, Lamar Jackson, Cam Newton, and RG3. My point to you, Jason, is as good as a quarterback can be, look at the last two years with Lamar. He's been banged up. He's gone backwards since he threw 36 touchdowns because of injury, not because he's not talented. Cam Newton is a shell of himself after taking a beating for all those years. And RG3, after his rookie of the year year, was never the same after injuries. My point is this. When you try to win games with that style, you have a low ceiling because you know why? Your availability is limited. You can get better reading defenses. You can get better better being a better player. But because you run the ball, you're limited at where you're going to be in five years or seven years. Lamar Jackson, I think that's why the Ravens, I think that's why they're pumping the brakes a little bit. I get the mom and him being the negotiators. That's probably pumping the brakes a little bit too. But still, you got to look at that and go, really? Five years? I'll do three in an option or two in an option. I don't know if I'm sold on that style. Or, or, or look, I'll, I'll just I'll just franchise him. I'll just fran- I'll, I'll look at Murray too. Future. Murray made a business decision in the postseason not to run. And he was banged up at the end of the year. Now he wants a new contract. I don't know if there's a big ceiling with that style of play. Am I off base? No, it's, I mean, look, it's the old saying. I love Belichick one time. (laughs) He said, 
Yeah, contrary to what Bob Dylan said, uh, the old one now um, does not become faster. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> you slow down. You know, it's just, it's it's everything. You get hit in this game. Michael Vick, look at his career, the career of games played for him, right? Look at it. I mean, it, it's it's just, it's absurd, right? You know, he he never played, I think he played one full season. He was always hurt. Always. Uh, because because the, that's the nature. When you run, you expose yourself. You can't here, build and, a team around just, that, though. Right. You, well, you, you can. You can try. You just have to be able to toggle out of it right away. Or the quarterback has to be like Russell Wilson, where he gets out of it on his own, right? Like yep. he becomes a better pocket passer, which is what Lamar Jackson has not done. He has not corrected the things that have were faulty in his game. He was great when he could just, you know, hammer everybody, you know, with the running game and that left, you know, wide open receivers one-on-one, -on -one, you know, two years ago, as he slowed down and gotten hurt, that's changed. Okay. That that's just the nature of the beast. So it's great to run. Now can you transition to being a pocket guy? Can you learn to say, okay, I'm going to scramble to create plays like Patrick Mahomes does, and I'll run when it's wide open. I'll get out of bounds. I'll be fine, okay? But I'm running with the purpose of creating a throw, okay? I'm not running for the purpose of running, okay? Because if you're running for the purpose of running all the time, yes, it doesn't work a long time in this game because you take away big plays, all those things that we talk about. And at the end of the day, okay, Football is still meant to be played from the pocket, from the passing game. And you understand this as a defensive lineman because as soon as you take a step one way or the other, you make the field smaller. The only guys who who the only guys who could overcome, you know, running around and not making the field smaller are the guy like I wrote about, Elway, because he had a freakish arm. Okay, and he could throw it from the left-hand sideline all the way back to the right-hand sideline, forty yards downfield. There are a, a, there are a handful of humans in the history of the game capable of doing that. Okay, so you don't design offenses like that. The offense is designed to be played from the center of the field, from the pocket, so that you can open up this side of the field, and you can open up this side of the field, and that's that's how you run the modern passing game. That's just the way it is. I wonder, you know, thinking back on that and you doing your research, I wonder if if anyone ever asked John if he the most underutilized part of his game were his legs because he didn't run a lot later, mid part to the latter part. He didn't part run of a his, lot in the early part of his career. Early part. Even, like he didn't run a hundred. Because he had to run away because of the battle line he had. Right. But I mean, like like Cam Newton, you go and look. I think the record prior to Cam Newton for most years of a of a of a of a quarterback running a hundred times or more it carries. Yeah, it is. It's Cam. I, I think it's like it was two. Like Vic had two of those years. Yeah. Okay, right. Cam did. I think every one of his first six years. Yeah, I I thought it was like seven years in a row like that. It, that it was it's a, for over 100 it's a carries. Ridiculously high number. Yeah. Okay, and guess what? Here's a man who's a huge, big, strong man, and his body got beat up. It's just the it's the way that this thing works. Absolutely. So. Let me let me throw this story at you here, and let me, you know, 
obviously we're watching what's going on up in Green Bay too. Who who's ending in Green Bay has been more aggravating to cover for you? The way Favre ended it, or the way no, Rodgers? Favre, yeah, Favre, Favre was worse. Favre was worse. Favre was worse. But isn't it um, funny that the Packer fan probably reveres Favre more than they do Rodgers? Well, because Rodgers, Rodgers rubs him the wrong way. I mean, look, Favre at the end of the day is still this lovable kind of goof, okay? And Rodgers is an arrogant West Coast prick, okay? And I say that. <laughs> he says that. I want you to know. I say that, I say Coast, that no. as a guy who – Perhaps grew up on the West Coast, okay? <laughs> Perhaps has certain qualities like that, the prickishness, right? Like, you know, I get it, okay? You got he, that from Stanford. Yeah, it's a, there's an arrogance. Well, he went yeah, to Cal. Yeah, I know everybody who's ever gone as, to Stanford. As, I, as, I much, as much as we'd like to pretend that Cal and Stanford are really different, we're not, okay? Believe so, me, James yeah. Lofton tells me about you guys, and I hear it all the time going, you don't know how to spell then? Oh, I'll help you. Easy guy. Oh, well, well, that's what we're here for. We're here for you, Dan. <laughs> no, I so, catch you on my Twitter page. Really, Dan? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, look, that's what, I mean, that's how Aaron presents himself. But at the end of the day, look, they're still buying tickets. Of course. Okay. And, but to speak to your point, look, Favre was, I mean, that's, I mean, it's, that was some of the most selfish stuff I've ever seen in my life. I, I, I really thought it was incredibly selfish on his part. Now, I'm not saying that Aaron hasn't done some things that are similar, but but Favre really was like, you know, hey Ted Thompson, bow down and pray to me, right? Um, you know, this this is my team, and I'm going to hold you. you know, I think like, that's why they sent his ass to the Jets. <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly why they did it. When you hey, want to go to a landfill, right? And they have a better guy. The problem that the Packers have right now is. They didn't pick a good enough backup quarterback to tell Aaron Rodgers, by the way, you can go. Because Jordan Love is not that guy, and they're telling you that he is not that guy. And and not that there's any shame in that, because you keep Aaron Rodgers as long as you can. But he knows he has the keys to the castle. He controls everything that happens right now. He controls the general manager. He controls the head coach. He controls the salary cap. He can even do the draft if he wants. If Aaron Rodgers walks in and says, I want you to draft that guy, Brian Gutekunst will draft that guy right now. That's how that's working. Absolutely. Folks, do me a favor. Make sure you go on Amazon to get this book here that Jason Cole penned here. It's a great read, everybody. Jason, thank you, my friend, for always finding time for me, man. I love you very much. Thank you, my friend. You got it. Talk to you later, dude. You got it. That's my friend, Jason Cole. Hit the like button. We'll respond. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. 
Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first time purchase of stateside vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back, National Football Boy Dan Silio. I think everybody's hungry right now. Hey, appreciate you coming in here, man. Please do me a favor, hit the like button. Thank you so much for coming aboard with us. Yeah, I I think this is really one of the best times of the year for the NFL. I do. Because, you know, it's 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 kind of like fantasy football a little bit for some of us. You know, you get an I I'm not a big fantasy football, and I probably should be, you know. And especially what I do when I'm talking, you know, about putting a football team together, I probably should do this a little bit more. I watch the red zone and I'm always looking at statistics. Sometimes statistics lie. You know, we've seen that numerous times. Man, a guy puts up really great numbers. But then you look at his one loss record and you go like this. Really? Well, here, let me say this to you. How do you guys, how'd you guys look at Matthew Stafford before this year? How did you look at him? I saw Drew Bledsoe. When I talked about Matthew Stafford, I saw Drew Bledsoe put up a lot of yards. By the way, he had Megatron. You know, people make it sound like Matthew Stafford didn't have anybody up there. He had shitty coaching. Majority of his career was bad coaching because the Lions are a bad organization. They really don't know how to run a football team, and they never really have. I've told you this before. I think that the Lions run that football team like they run their ownership of Ford Motor Company. A lot of voices, a lot of boardrooms, a lot of people giving opinions. That's how you run Ford Motor Company. 18 different floors, all kinds of folders, 
all kinds of opinions. You have to run flagpole, then it hits the board of directors table. Then it hits a certain people that have to make decisions. You got too many voices in the room. And what you mean is that means you don't have conviction in anything you're doing. And so they run the Lions like that. The Lions are run like that. And you really want to know why nobody goes and plays in Detroit? And you got to be traded there? I played in Detroit. The taxes, with all the union dues and all the money that they take out of your paycheck, nobody goes to places where you get your paycheck whacked. That's why, how many big-time free agents do you really see sign in California? I want to make clear to you, Matthew Stafford was traded for, okay? He wasn't a free agent. They traded for him, okay? They traded for Jimmy Garoppolo with New England. Ain't a lot of guys that go in there and go, yeah, let me sign a free agent contract here. They traded for Jalen Ramsey. People don't go to California. And to some extent, why do you think they put the Giants and the Jets in New Jersey? Taxes are lower than New York, especially the city tax. They don't play in the city. You ever wonder why they play in the Meadowlands on 16W? You ever wonder why they play in an old place that used to be a landfill? Did you ever wonder? How come they're not playing in downtown New York? <laughs> taxes. Hey, by the way, I get New Jersey taxes have gone through the roof. Okay? Now, I, I get that. that it, from, but when they moved the two teams... One out of Shea and the other one out of the metal out of uh, Yankee Stadium. They were playing in Connecticut. Then they realized they were going to keep the the Giants in Connecticut. They were going to play like in New Haven. Okay, they were going to play in New Haven. They said, ah, "I think the taxes are a little too high in this state too." So they moved the thing to New Jersey, and they moved it over to the landfill, 16W, right off near the airport, Newark Airport. It's a shithole there. <laughs> It's the land of dead birds. <laughs> right? You've been there before. I'm sure you have. It's an absolute shithole. That's where the Giants and Jets play. It's where MetLife had a Super Bowl in there. A home of dead birds. <laughs> it's a sewer. Nobody goes to California. Nobody goes to Detroit. So, Matthew Stafford couldn't get anybody to go. You had to draft him. Stafford goes to an organization that gives them resources and gives them what? Coaching. That's why I say this. You know, it's funny what Xander said to me. Um, Xander said this to me as we went on. Got to give Nick Sirianni a lot of love, man. I don't think he gets the credit for the job he did coaching. Or maybe he doesn't get enough credit for the job he did coaching his Eagle team to the postseason with that dude. No shade on Jalen, but you got to give it to Nick. Nick was more responsible for putting the horses in the right lanes and in the right stalls so that they can get out of the start gate. And they may have got out a little choppy, but it was a smooth race after the two and five start, was it not? 
He had to see that. That's coaching. That's also knowing where you are now and what you're looking like three weeks from now. That's how I thought he coached and saw everything. Went to the players. Players started bitching. Hey, am I right when I say that? That Fletcher Cox came out like at around that time when they were two and five going, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, right? I don't know. Came out around there, and all of a sudden they took off. That's coaching. So could you imagine Nick Sirianni around a guy like Jameis Winston? Let me ask the question here. Would you bring him in for a workout? Would you bring him in if you're Howie Roseman to have a conversation with him? How would you do that? Would you do it publicly? Would you do it on the telephone? Would you want to make this as quiet as possible? How would you go about looking for another quarterback? Because the shit that I heard yesterday that we posted and the comments, that's misinformation. They're trying to lead you away from what they're doing. So obviously, Jameis, rest of these guys, they're going to do this stuff all under the, all undercover. They're going to be looking at these other quarterbacks, but you know what happens? Agents start talking. Jameis's agent will go like this. Yeah, had a great conversation with the Eagles today. Great conversation with the Eagles today. Wonderful conversation. Okay. <laughs> Jarred sauce. Birdman, you guys are sick. Okay. You guys are sick. Ain't no such thing, man. Jarred sauce. <laughs> Sandra doesn't put up with too much. Good. Let people get my backs. Don't forget, guys, tomorrow, please. Um, we're going to be on two to four. We're going to combine the shows tomorrow because we're going to put a special together. And we're going to talk free agents. We're going to talk John McMullen and myself are going to talk free agents. We're going to talk draft. We're going to talk combines. I'm watching some of the combines now. Quarterbacks are doing the 40-yard dash right now. The most useless the most useless skill that you could tell me, a 40-yard dash for a quarterback. Let me think. What do you think Peyton Manning ran a 40-yard dash in? Let me guess. Watch this. 5-5. Five, five. <laughs> Brady, we know what he ran. 5-7. Right? Matt Corral, will you stop? Here, watch this. Brady. 5-7. Manning, 5-7. What, what, what do you think Phillip Rivers ran to 40 in? What do you think Ben Roethlisberger ran to 40 in? <laughs> hey, Sills, did you see what Justin Fields did? I think it was somebody on this network that I'm not going to name. Justin Fields ran a 4-4. Justin Fields ran a 4-4, Sills. 4-4. So, he ran a 4-4. <laughs> it's going to be a star. <laughs> all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> So's Matt Corral. He's going to be a star, too. All right. All right. Hey, guys, 
I so appreciate you guys, man. Thank you so much. Had a lot of fun with the middle. Had a lot of fun. Please don't forget to join us tomorrow, 2 to 4 Eastern time, as we're going to go through the NFL draft free agency. Going to talk combines here, too. There's a bunch of quarterbacks right now. The NFL Network does such a great job at giving you access to these combines. I really love the access. You get a chance to see some of the athleticism that some of these guys have. Oh, yeah. Shane, Matt Carell has a burst. (laughs) Hit the like button. Thank you so much. Catch you tomorrow. We'll catch you also on the flip side. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.